0: Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. We are Vicki B and Sammy Z.
1: Two cousins creating a space for women to laugh, grow, and stumble through their 20s. This community is all about embracing your inner weirdo while manifesting that boss ass babe you know you are. Grab a drink and get ready for lots of laughs, honest chats, and authentic advice every Thursday. Like, subscribe,
0: and leave a review. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at stumblingalong. And here's this week's episode of Stumbling Along with Vicky B
1: and Sammy Z. Stumblers, stumblers, stumbling down the street. It's Thursday. (laughs) And it's me here, Myra Rose. No, okay. Oh my God. Psych! We have someone just as fabulous with just as much knowledge. Um, And... Welcome to our episode. Nikki B, do you want to introduce our fantastic guest today? Yes, we have Dallas Barnes,
0: founder and CEO of Raya Health, which is basically your personal birth control concierge. She helps match women to the best birth control match for them and helps them plan and educate um, because... Really, there's not enough around it. Um, And she talks about her experience with trying to find the right birth control for her. And we talk about our experience and... What else do we
1: talk about, Sam? Yeah, we also dive into a lot of mainstream myths that a lot of us have grown up um, believing. She debunks all of those for us, as well as gives us some key questions that you should be asking when dealing with different birth control. Before we go right on in, let's tell everyone what
0: birth control we're using. So Sam, Sam is Z. What are you doing?
1: Uh, Currently, I believe that the birth control I'm using is called Lolo. How about you?
0: I'm doing the fertility awareness method, which we'll talk more about in this episode. Hey, okay, a girl who's one with nature. Are <laughs> you liking your birth control?
1: Um, I've been on this birth control for a very long time now. I don't remember, maybe like two plus years. I do like this birth control, um, but I do not get a period on it i get period symptoms but no period um i'm not really too ever too concerned about that whole like getting pregnant or like i'm not really ever nervous about it so it's good for me i know a lot of my friends wouldn't be able to handle this birth control because you don't ever bleed but say, la vie, i love it
0: <laughs> awesome okay without further ado then let's hear what dallas barnes has to say
1: roll the tape
0: hi dallas welcome to stumbling along hey how's it going good how are you great thank you so much for having me i'm really excited thanks so much we're so excited to learn we feel like we just we were just talking about how little we know about birth control which is kind of scary because we've both taken it without
2: like really knowing
0: understanding it so we're excited to learn from you
2: that seems to be the case so often. I know it was my experience, too. I was like, birth control? Okay. And <laughs> didn't know much beyond that.
1: <laughs> and I felt like when I'd go to the doctor and just ask about birth control, it was always um, just the basics they would give you, and it'd be the same answer over and over again. And it wasn't really what you'd want. So I'm really happy we can dive into all different types of contraception and just discuss it today.
2: Yeah, for sure. All right,
1: let's
0: get right into it. Um I was just watching um, a reel or an IGTV you posted on Rhea, and you talked a bit about how, you, with your experience, you struggle trying to find the right birth control for you. Can you tell us about what your
2: experience was? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I feel like my experience sort of started even in high school and going to the doctor, and I started a new relationship, um, and I... You know wanted to be safe so I went to my family doctor and I was so nervous because he's like this older man who my mom has been going to him since she was 23 and like here I am going to him like I like 17 18 and I was so nervous he's gonna tell my mom not that it would be a big deal if he did but I was just like I don't know so uncomfortable not sure what I wanted like I had no idea but I knew that was like the thing to do. <laughs> So I go and we have a conversation, tell him that I want birth control. And he's like, okay, just try this one. And I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> so I go. Do you remember which one it was? It
2: was, um, it started with an M. I think it was like Marvela or Marvelon, something like that. Um, but it was like not really a conversation. He was like, okay, yeah, you want birth control. And it was fine. But he just like didn't really ask many questions. Um, and gave me this one. And so I started taking it. And that one, I just started to gain a lot of weight that I wasn't comfortable with. Um, and that was like quite alarming to me because I wasn't prepared for that at all. Um, so then I went back and I tried a couple of other different pills throughout the rest of my high school. And all of them just made me feel like very unlike myself. Um, so when I went to university, um, I, stopped taking birth control and then tried a few other options. Like I did the natural planning method and I was just like terrible at that. This is not for me. I was like so bad at tracking it. And I mean, with school, you're always worried about other things. That was like kind of the last thing on my mind. And then I tried an IUD and that was a whole other experience in itself. I started to develop ovarian cysts and I went to the hospital on two occasions. Um, I was in pain all the time. I was bleeding all the time. It was just my body was like really rejecting it. And um, the doctor who I was working with then, she was like, well, just keep giving it time. Like your body will adjust. And they say, you know, three to six months. And by the fifth month, like nothing had changed. And I was like, okay, this is just not worth it. Like I can't continue to put my body through this. Like I feel like I've given it, you know, a pretty good chance to figure out its shit out and I was just still experiencing these things so I ended up taking that out and as soon as I took the IOD out like it was like my body took a breath of fresh air like it just felt you know so so much better (laughs) and then after that I was like okay this is ridiculous like it should not be this hard this is like been years of me trying to find an option that I like and that I feel comfortable with And so I then did a deep dive into like articles, scholarly journals, like asking lots of questions and really trying to understand like why our bodies respond in a certain way to contraceptives and like what about our hormones leads us to have certain side effects and all of these different things. So I was just trying to learn as much as I could. And after a few months of really diving in deep, I ended up deciding on a birth control option that you know, I thought might be worth trying again. And I was feeling good about it. So I went to my doctor and I was like, can I have this one? And he was like, sure. And just like rid it up for me. And I was like, well, that was easy.
0: What what birth control option was
2: it? It was um, a triphasic uh, low dose pill. So it was called um, Tricera Low. And what I really liked about that one was that it was a very low dose and it each week there is an, a different dose of hormones, so that it was intended to more closely replicate a woman's natural change in hormones throughout her cycle. And I wanted something that was, you know, hormonal because the non-hormonal rat didn't really work for me. Um, but something that was low enough and trying to keep it as natural as I can, for lack of better words. But um, so I was feeling good about that one. Tried it. Loved it. I was on it for over two years. Um, really minimal side effects. Um, so after that... I was on that one too. Really? Yeah. Did you like it?
0: Um. Yeah, my boobs just always hurt on it.
2: Uh, <laughs> for some reason. That's so uncomfortable. Jeez, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, everybody's so different. Like, what might work for me won't work for somebody else. And um, that can harmful in a lot of ways I'm sure we can get into that but um yeah so after that I was like are other people experiencing this like that was a ridiculous experience you know healthcare should not be so hard and like me just like trying to reach out for any clues or answers and throughout that whole process I felt very alone like not a lot of people were talking about you know getting ovarian cysts from the IUD and like Oftentimes people are just like, you know, it's in your head. Um, So I did like a quick survey among like 50 women that I could get in contact with and like an alarming amount of them had also experienced similar situations with birth control and trying to find the right one. Um, So from there, I was like, okay, something has to be done. I can't, you know, sit back and not do something about it. Um, So here we are, Raya Health. (laughs)
0: Amazing. So this all led to Raya Health. Yeah, exactly. And what birth control option did you end up going with the try, the one that you were talking about? Was that the one you ended up landing on that was right for you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've still been using it. I've actually recently gone off just a couple of weeks ago, or sorry, a couple of months ago. My boyfriend and I are now doing long distance, and I was just like, okay, you know, it's time to give my body a break.
1: So I have a question about that, actually. It, like, instantly struck my mind. So you said you and your boyfriend are now long distance. So maybe you can, like, demyth this for me. But with birth control, they always say that it's, like, bad to just jump off it and then go back on it. And, like, I wonder if you have any insight on if that's true, it has any truth to it.
2: Yeah. So yes and no. I know that's such an annoying answer, but it depends. So if you're going on birth control, so if you try a new pill – let's say for a month or two months, and then you go off for a month, but then you go back on again, like that can be detrimental, like your body hasn't had enough time to adjust to the new hormones or adjust to not having them. Um, So you'll be seeing a lot of fluctuation in your hormones. And that'll kind of your body will react to that um, by either experiencing, you know, more mood swings or headaches or um, experiencing like, Maybe it's breakthrough bleeding or something like that. Um, so in that sense, you shouldn't be going on and off birth control. Um, but for me, I was on this one for over two years and my body was like, we're good. <laughs> she like, liked it. We're good. Um, so now going off, it's something that I do. I have been mindful of how my body is reacting and keeping, um, you know, keeping track of that. Um, I haven't largely seen any big difference. I've like had more, a little bit more breakouts. um, But even going on the pill, like on that particular one, there weren't an over, you know, an overwhelming amount of side effects that I experienced. So you just have to be careful, you know, you have to give your body time to adjust. Um, If you think that you want to take a little break from birth control, go for it. Like, I mean, it doesn't, Harm anything, but just be mindful of you know you might have this period where your body's again trying to get its footing.
1: So, with that, what would you say that a suitable time is for that break?
2: Yeah, that's a great point. So, for the break, like being off birth control, or for being on an option, and yeah. I mean I think it's about the same like if you really want to see how your body's doing off of it like about at the six week point of trying a new birth control option and of being off a birth control option that's when you start to gain a good understanding of how your body is reacting to the new birth control or reacting to not being on a birth control option for a while there's like the six week mark where you start to realize these things Um, and then it's like a pretty general rule about three months is when like your body can kind of figure it out and at that point you'll really know for sure if this option is working for you or not and you know your body has gotten used to not being on the birth control option um but it's again it's different for everybody and that's like not a standard i mean it's a standard thing but it's like not for everyone you know
0: Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a bit about birth control options and kind of things that we might not know about the options?
2: Yeah, Um, there's a lot of non-hormonal options. Um, And these are, I really, you know, stress people exploring these. Um, There's, of course, like the male condom and the female condom. Those have been really great. There's like the cap that women can use. Um what I think is kind of cool about the female condom is that you can like put it in even before you go out during the night so you don't have that like awkward like mood buster, like, do you have a condom? <laughs> You're like already taken care of, it's there. Um and so I think that's like pretty cool, sort of taking the power on the female side of things. Um I
1: didn't even know there was a female condom. Like, can you just buy it at the store? Like, where, has has it always been around? Like, can you elaborate on that for a second? Yeah,
2: I mean, I don't know exactly when it came out, but um, I think, yeah, it's uh, you can get it at the store, like any place that you can get um oh. male condoms. Like, yeah, the drugstore. Um, I don't know why it's not more widely used. I think it's, you know, it might be a little. Of a learning curve for women in order to place it. Um, I think male condoms have, for some reason, have just been more widely used, and they work great. You know, they're when used correctly, like it's a great pregnancy prevention and pr- pr- um, protects against STIs. The female condom does as well, protects against STIs, um, so that's like an added bonus of those. Whereas a lot of the other birth control options don't have that benefit of protecting. Um, against STIs. (laughs) Um, So something to, yeah, be mindful of. And then, of course, there's the copper IUD, which is a a non-hormonal option that's long-term and kind of very convenient. Um, It's no hassle there. Um, Yeah. Do you have any specific questions about birth control options I can dive into?
0: Yeah. Somebody wanted to know what the difference between IUD and birth control like is there one that's better what's the main difference because there's a lot of honestly I I have experience getting an IUD because there's so much hype around it and I think people especially our age we don't really want to think about like the male like the female condom sounds great but like that's just like, oh my God, am I going to mess it up? Like, I don't even want to think about doing it. I'd rather just like take this pill or like have an IUD and not worry at it, about it at all. But I also got an IUD and my um, body rejected it. So it pushed it back down mm-hmm. and then I had to get it removed. So that was just like a sign from my body that like, this isn't for you. Um, so I feel like more people kind of want to know about
2: the IUD versus birth control because of all the hype. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um- I will preface all of this by saying, like, I'm not a doctor. Um, you know, if you want to try a birth control option, you should definitely have a conversation with your medical professional. Um, and the information that I share is based on research and science and just data that's available. Um, but the IUD is a great option when it works well for somebody. And unfortunately, um, you know, it's really hard to know which option will work. I mean, we have our own process and really looking at um, the individual and taking all of this information about the individual to provide recommendations. Um, But it's really, at the end of the day, up to the individual to decide, okay, is this working for my body or not? And that's something that Raya Health does help individuals navigate that decision. Um, But ultimately, you know, as you said for yourself, like you took what your body was telling you as a sign, like that wasn't for you. And that's like, that's power right there. Um, And you're by listening to your body in that sense, um, you should be proud of yourself for making that decision. It can be really intimidating decision to make. I know for me, making the decision to take out my IUD, it was like, I wasn't on insurance. So I had to pay for that out of pocket. And they're really expensive. And I was like, is this worth it? Like, should I put all of this money into it? Um, and as you say, like, I had so many friends where the IUD worked really well for them. So I kind of, I don't know, I feel almost shameful saying this, but I felt like embarrassed that it didn't work for me. And I was almost mad at my body that it wasn't working. And that should not be the case. Like, I know now, like everybody's birth control experience is so unique and so different. And that should be celebrated and really be, you know, at the forefront of our decisions. Um, So in terms of, you know, which one is better, there's not really a clear answer. It's just which one is better for the individual. Um, So with the IUDs, there's two types of IUDs. There's the hormonal IUD and the non-hormonal IUD, which is the copper IUD. Um, With the hormonal IUD, you have a few options. In Canada, there's the Mirena, the Kylena, and the Jadis. So the Kylena and the Jadis are kind of seen as like the little sister IUD. So they, um, the device itself is smaller. They have a lower hormone dose, not by much, but it's a little bit lower than the Mirena. Um, the Mirena is great for women who are done having kids and want a long-term pregnancy prevention option. Um, not to say that the Mirena won't work for somebody who hasn't had kids, but that's just it, the device itself is just a, a little bit bigger. Um, so usually young women will, they recommend getting like the Kylena or the Jadis. Um, but yeah, they're great options. They work really well. They're long-term. You don't have to worry about it. Um, and with the copper IUD, it's similar. Actually, fun fact about the copper IUD, it can work as an emergency pregnancy prevention method. So if you have unprotected sex, if you get a a copper IUD within, I think it's like 72 hours, um, you're protected. And then you don't have to worry. You can, that option can stay in for, um, I think the copper IUD lasts over five years, which is great. So yeah, fun fact, something to remember. Or what would be
1: questions that you would want people to ask themselves before picking like which option is best for them?
2: Oh, thank you for asking this. This is huge. (laughs) Something that um, we're really trying to work into our platform at Raya. um, And this is basically helping somebody through what we're calling their birth control boundaries. So before they try any birth control option and after, you know, learning about different types of birth control, is something that we help them through, um, but really outlining for themselves, their tolerance to different side effects. So we are working off of like a scale of one to 10 and 10 being like, um, the severity of the side effect. So, or sorry, that scale being the severity of the side effect. So for instance, like, I don't know, cramps or something. So one, a level one would be like, no cramping, nothing. A level 10 would be cramps so painful that it's like, um, you know, impeding on your life, you have to be in bed, it's so painful that it's um, limits you from doing your daily activities that you would otherwise. And you have to decide for yourself what your boundaries are when it comes to that particular side effect. So that when you try a birth control option, if you're experiencing cramping, and if you're rating the cramping, above what you said your boundary would be, then it's time to take a second look at that and see, okay, do I want to reevaluate my boundaries? Is this level actually okay for me? Am I okay with this? Or do I need to take a step back and really reevaluate my decision um, or see what else I can do to sort of help remedy the experience that I'm having? So really going through all of the possible side effects that you could have and understanding, okay, what would I be willing to tolerate here? What's my trade off? Um, A big thing about people going to try birth control is that they don't understand all of the possible side effects that they might experience. So when they do experience, say, like headaches or nausea as a result, it's like. Takes them back a bit. I know this is my experience. Um, on one of the birth control options I tried, I was so nauseous. And I had no idea that it could be from my birth control. So I was like, what's wrong with me? And like, and I was looking up like, gastric reflex. And I'm like, well, I haven't been eating in bed. <laughs> I'm like, Thinking about all these things, I would be <laughs> nauseous in the morning. And then I'm like, Oh, I finally figured out like, I'm taking my pill in the morning. And it's probably because I'm on like, an empty stomach. And that's just something that like didn't occur to me at all. So when that happened, I was like, okay, what's going on? So,
1: yeah, I feel like you instantly go to like Wikipedia and you're like, you Google what's happening to you. And then you're literally like about to lose an arm says Wikipedia. And you're like, oh my gosh, like what is happening? Exactly. And I actually had a very similar experience to you where I started taking my birth control in the morning just because I thought it'd be easier for my routine. For sure. And I was getting really, really sick off it. Um, so I was wondering if you could elaborate on maybe what are some more like niche side effects that you've seen that maybe people wouldn't know in the mainstream?
2: Yeah. Um, I think the big thing to remember here is that we're still learning a lot about birth control and a lot about women's bodies and women's health. Um, Women's health has been largely underfunded and it's only now starting to get the attention that it deserves. I mean, we're half the population. (laughs) Um, So I know we're still learning a ton about, you know, how our body reacts to birth control. Um, I mean, across the board, birth control is safe. So I'm not saying this to deter anybody from trying birth control, but we're still, you know, learning a lot about what happens within our bodies, Mm -hmm. um, which is great. Like we're making progress, we're making steps forward. Um, But some things that I've been reading recently, which has been super interesting to me, because it was like new for me, I didn't know, was how it changes somebody's stress response so when you're trying a birth control yeah usually in this case the um book it was in a book that i was reading actually everybody should read this book it's um your brain on birth control by dr sarah hill she's great she's so cool the whole book was like you were talking to your best friend (laughs) she was really fun Uh. highly recommend um, but, I love that. Yeah, but in this book, she's talking about how when you're on the pill and taking these synthetic hormones, um, it changes the way that your brain reacts to stress. So you might feel like very subdued, and you're not, you know, responding to a stressful situation, it might not even be a stressful situation, but, um, you know, like a life change, you might not be responding to it the same way that you would when you're off birth control. So something that she sort of flags and warns is that if you're making any really big life decisions to just like be mindful, okay, am I on birth control? Am I not? Which ways have my personality changed from being on this particular option than being off? So just trying to be mindful and sort of having those like critical conversations with yourself. Um, I thought it was like pretty revolutionary to think that, you know, a birth control option may change the way that you respond to different like actual life events um, so something to be mindful of and it's not to say that that will happen for everybody like i did not notice that change in myself um but some people some women it really resonates with them and they're like oh my god yes like something that they talk about a lot was like some women um going off the pill they're realizing that they don't really like their significant other anymore <laughs> <laughs> and, oh,
1: wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh,
2: no. There's been a lot of research coming out that has really, really? pointed toward the fact that like um, women on birth control prioritize different things in a significant other than um, people off birth control, which I was like, that is to me it's so cool to that we know that now and that can we can take that information into our lives and into our decision making
0: it is fascinating how much like it does change you like your your body and your mind and most of us girls are on birth control like from like you said high school like mm-hmm. 15 maybe earlier so we probably most of us probably don't even know how it's changed us because we've been on it for so long it's so true which is kind of like the scary part for me and i recently went off birth control and decided to do the fertility awareness method oh, just because how it's going for you this is just my third month and i'm also long distance with my boyfriend so it's a bit easier like there's not as much stress about getting pregnant but i do like i like knowing what's going on with my body Um, I just like rather be educated in that way than when I take just taking a pill to take a pill. But the only thing right now, since it's my third month, I've noticed like I am having more breakouts as like my hormones go back to like what they were like before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been interesting, very new process for me, but I'm liking it. Dallas, can you go just a bit more into
1: Vicky, what the treatment is Vicky B's doing? Because I don't really know anything about this like natural process.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, So it's traditionally called fertility awareness or the fertility awareness method. So it's basically when you're tracking um, your fertility window. So that's basically the five days around when your body ovulates. And that's the window where you are able to get pregnant. Um, So it's basically tracking to see that window and then either, you know, abstaining from sex during that particular time or taking extra precaution during that time if you are sexually active. Um, And then outside that window, you know, you should still be careful and do what's right for you and what you're comfortable with. But generally outside that window, it's kind of like that's when you are infertile um, and there's a much lower chance of you getting pregnant. Mm -hmm.
1: And how are you actually, Vicky B, tracking that? Like what is the actual process to figure that out?
0: For me, I use this app called Kendara, and I take my temperature every morning, and because it shows you like after you ovulate, your your temperature spikes, um, and then you check the the position of your cervix. So if it's low or high, you can tell if it's fertile or not fertile. And then you also check your cervical mucus because the different types of mucus that girls see, which is totally normal, which I didn't think it was for the longest time is it shows you if you're fertile or infertile. So oh, with, those th- with those three methods, like that's kind of like best way to do the whole mm-hmm. fertility awareness method.
2: Yeah. And I know like going through that with myself, Um, I didn't do the basal body temperature when I was doing the natural tracking method. So that's why I'm kind of thinking that I'm going to revisit that method because I didn't have all of the information for it to be you know more accurate um, that they have now. Um, But even just going through that process for myself, it was, like, amazing how much I learned about my body and, like, the female body collectively. Um, It's so cool to have that information. Um, This method sort of came out to help women get pregnant, but now it's kind of become more, I shouldn't say more popular, but it's become popular for a pregnancy prevention method as well, which I think is super cool.
0: It's honestly like empowering to know what's actually going on and kind of take it into your own hands. Sure. Because I'm who created birth control? I'm sure it was a man.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, <That's> so funny. <laughs> how how does Raya Health work? Like how would you intake somebody and start helping them decide what option
2: and educate them? Yeah, for sure. Um, So Rhea Health, we are um, an online user-centered support tool. So we take information about the individual's um, past experience with birth control, if any, their medical history, their hormonal profile, their preferences when it comes to birth control. And we help them outline all of that or give them, you know, a basis to go off of. Um, And then we use an algorithm to take all of that information and combine that data and present them with one to three recommendations that would be the best for them. Um, And then we really explain why that is and really walk them through, you know, what in their profile and what about their um, biological data sort of led us to those recommendations so that they can feel you know, equipped with the necessary tools and information to be able to make an informed decision for themselves. And then carrying on that theme, we um, help them track their birth control use if they decide to try any of the options recommended or another option. Um, and we provide personalized recommendations if they're experiencing any certain side effects or we just really personalize their. Um, use of birth control and support them and guide them all throughout this birth control journey, ultimately helping them make the right decision for their body and putting them at the forefront to feel empowered and confident and comfortable in the option that they choose.
0: Amazing. <laughs> I where was this in like elementary school and high school when you like were just learning and you, know, you needed right? that like personalized support.
2: Yeah. And that's like something that I really found was lacking in my own journey. I was like, okay, but reading all this information that's so general, like, how am I supposed to know if that's going to work for me or not? I don't want to try 50 different options. Like I was already at like my seventh birth control option that I was trying and it's like, not only took a toll on my body and tra- having all of these different side effects, which I wasn't comfortable with, but also like my mental health, I was like beating myself up thinking there's something wrong with my body. Because, you know, from what I thought, birth control worked for a lot of other women. Um, but once I started asking more questions, I really started to learn that, you know, it's not just a mean problem. And many other women were experiencing this too. And it was like, okay, this has got to change. we got to take a more individualistic approach into how we're searching for our birth control. It shouldn't just be like, mm-hmm. you know, one yeah. size fits all or shot in the dark.
1: Definitely. And I feel like that's such a big thing too, is like actually knowing what questions to ask. Because yeah. I always find, especially if I were to go into the doctors, um, even if I had something in my head, I feel like the moment I get into the doctor's office and I talk to them, I'm just like, when they ask, do you have any questions? I'm instantly just like, no, uh, no, I'm good. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I instantly just like panic. So I feel like if I don't go in with like pre written questions on my phone, I just it never happens.
2: That's Yeah, you know, sometimes I still find myself in that position. And like, it's so intimidating to be a personal health advocate for yourself. And it doesn't help that birth or doctor's visits can be so short, like doctors are busy people. They might only have 10 or 15 minutes with each patient, and they're kind of like, okay, any more questions? Any more questions? And you're like, uh, I don't know. No, I guess. And you're just like, <laughs> you know, it is it is really intimidating, and I've totally been there many times, and it sucks. So to be able to have, you know, something that we help our users through with Rhea is we do give them these birth control recommendations but we don't prescribe birth control so we're just a tool and a guide for them to help make the decision for themselves um, we're not at we don't have the capacity to be able to prescribe birth control um, at this point so we give tips and tools for them to bring this information to their doctor and how to approach their doctor with these concerns and with um, the option that they want and how they can frame that conversation we also provide what we're calling um, a Ray report card. We need to work on that name, but we're still early. <laughs> um, and it basically goes through like who we are, who's Raya, but then the recommendations that we made and sort of like bullet points and why we made those recommendations. And it's like a little um, postcard that they can take to their doctor to help facilitate that conversation. Um, as well, we do really show or let users know that, You know, if you go to your doctor and you say like, oh, I want to try this method, if there's no medical reason that they find that you shouldn't try that method, then they're totally okay in prescribing it. Um, Majority of doctors who I've talked to, they encourage users doing their own research um, and trying to take their health into their own hands. Um, And again, as I said, as long as there's no medical reason why they shouldn't try it, um, doctors are like, yeah, sure, that sounds good. Let me know how it goes or you know whatever that's what I did and it was like surprisingly easy
0: (laughs) amazing is there any like questions
2: other questions that we should ask when we go to our doctor I think you know don't be afraid to raise what you're nervous about like if you're nervous about weight gain that's totally normal um tell that to your doctor so that they have that information and can maybe guide you in a better direction and um, some birth control options have been linked to more weight gain than others and um, so your doctor might have that information and if you flag that for them then it gives them the opportunity to have that conversation and um, so really you know take the time before you go into a doctor's visit to have these things as you say, Sam, like have written note. That's cool. I do that all the time. Yeah. Like have points I want to say when I'm in the doctor's office because you know it can go by so quickly, and you want to make sure that you get the chance to say everything that you want to say. Um, but yeah, really try to put yourself maybe in an uncomfortable situation and ask those questions that you are really wanting to get answers for.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a question that I often ask the doctor every time I'm considering changing um, birth control. And I'd love to hear your opinion on it, um, if it's a myth as well. Another yeah. myth question yeah. is, can birth control lead to infertility in the future?
2: Um, so there's been research and no, sorry, no research has suggested so far that long-term use of birth control can lead to infertility. Um, after birth control use, it might be taking your body a while to get back into the swing of things and have that natural cycle where you have that ovulatory window and that fertile window. Um, so in that case there might be some you know short-term, infertility issues that you're experiencing so if you're going off a birth control option and you're trying to get pregnant just to be mindful give your body a break and some breathing room really to um you know get back and adjust and get back into the swing of things Um, but yeah there's no research that suggests that long-term use of birth control will have like a long-term effect on your fertility
0: and on that question, does it take, like, how long would it take for somebody's body to go back? Like, would they have to wait a year before trying to get
2: pregnant? Um, totally different for every person. I know it's such an annoying answer. But, you know, some women um, have been using the pill for five years and go off it and they get pregnant right away. Others, it might take them a year, even longer. Um, it's just totally dependent on the individual But just you really have to remember to give your body that space and respect your body and take care of it and don't feel mad or angry. It's just she's doing her own thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I do have to say, with taking for the doing the fertility awareness method, I was supposed to like my three months came and gone where like they typically say that's when things go back to normal. But I still notice that things aren't like I can't tell when I'm ovulating, like it's still like my body's still working to get back to normal. So that's my experience with it. So it's going to take me longer than three months.
2: Yeah, and just be patient. Like, just support your body any way you can. Eating healthy, exercising regularly, that helps um, naturally regulate your hormones. Um, so just, yeah, be mindful. Stick to a routine. Um, yeah, just be patient. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And is there
0: is it better to do, like, non-hormonal birth control rather than hormonal
2: birth control? Again, that's so dependent on the individual. Um, Some women really enjoy, you know, feeling very secure, knowing that they're not ovulating when they're on a hormonal option Um, and they don't experience, you know, side effects that they're totally uncomfortable with. So that works really well for them. Other women are totally turned off by synthetic hormones and really like the natural tracking method and it works really well for them. So there's no like one's better than the other. It's just, you know, what are you comfortable with as um, the birth control user and what are you willing to tolerate and put your body through to make sure that you are feeling empowered in this health choice.
0: On that note, should we tell people what, just in case some people might not know what happens when your body's on birth control, should we
2: explain that briefly? Sure. Um, so every option works a little bit differently. Um, of course, you know, there's the barrier methods. So that's like preventing sperm from uh, uh, getting in contact with an egg. And that's like the female condom, the male condom. Um, there's like the cervical cap that you place in and it just kind of like cups the um, top of your vaginal canal and sits at your cervix. Um, but then with the pill or with hormonal options, um, it's sort of they work in different ways depending on which hormones you're using. Um, but it basically interrupts your body's natural s- menstrual cycle. So whether that's preventing you from ovulating, so if there's you know no egg, um, no pregnancy basically, or if it's um, the hor- some hormones really thicken um, the cervical mucus so that prevents sperm from entering the uterus to uh, come in contact with an egg, so they all work in different ways, but largely hormonal options do change the way that your body is having a menstrual cycle and that prevents pregnancy. Um, The copper IUD, the copper material itself creates sort of this environment that sperm really do not like so that um, they can't live within the uterus. So that prevents pregnancy there. And then, of course, the fertility awareness method, as I um, kind of talked about, it helps you see when you're fertile and to sort of um, take extra precaution during those days. Awesome. Awesome. Do you know anything about plan B? Yeah. Um, So plan B is another birth control option. Um, If you have unprotected sex and you're worried about becoming pregnant, it's um, a good idea to get plan B. You can get it over the counter. It's pretty easy to do. Um, And basically how it works is it's like a a surge in synthetic hormones that prevents the release of an egg or the um, attachment of the egg and the sperm. So it prevents pregnancy that way. Um, Yeah, a great option if you are ever concerned or find yourself in a situation where you're a little bit worried. Um, You might, you know, experience some nausea or other different side effects. So those things are something that you should be mindful of. Um and just yeah, let your body have a little break, take care of it.
0: And if you take it once or more than once, will that lead to infertility?
2: No. No. It works the same as, you know, a pill might. I mean in okay. a different in a different way, but it's just um a concentrated dose of these hormones that you get within the pill um to sort of nip that in the butt.
0: <laughs> and On that note, um, abortions, does that also lead to infertility? Because I feel like that's also a concern that I've talked about with
2: friends. So it does not. It does not lead to infertility. Um, Abortion is healthcare, and it's a safe procedure. They've been doing it for a very long time. Um, Abortions are totally okay and, yeah, very safe. They do not lead to infertility.
0: Even if you have maybe more than one. Awesome.
1: Oh, see, that's a myth right there that I thought that, like, if you did it more than once,
2: then it, like... Very harmful myth. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. We've all just been leaving all these
2: things that probably
0: white men have been telling women for so long.
2: Definitely. It's all, you know, intimidation tactics. It's like, if you have an abortion, then you're not going to be able to have kids later. And someone who's in, find themselves in that situation, if that's, you know, their understanding of what an abortion is, they're like, oh, shit, well, maybe, you know... I should go through with this pregnancy because I want to have kids at some point. Um, But that's very harmful because if they're having that conversation with themselves, then they might not be in a position where they're ready to be a parent. Um, And so those myths are very harmful and, you know, support a culture that is (laughs) not what we want as, you know, females and as the collective population.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very glad to have you on this podcast today to debunk <laughs> all of those for us.
0: Mm-hmm. I just have one last question from one of our very great male listeners who asked um, when a birth control is coming for him, because I've we re- I've definitely heard about male birth control in like news articles, but don't know where it's
2: at. I know this is a very frustrating topic. Um, so there has been human clinical trials for um male birth control and it's basically works similar to female birth control it's a pill that they take every day and it basically limits the amount of testosterone a male is producing so that um, their sperm count is low um, the trial was put on hold and stopped because men were experiencing headaches and moodiness
1: oh, <laughs> oh no. that's
2: really sad poor babies <laughs> So, there hasn't been much more development in that space. And this is really tough because, as much as I, you know, really want there to be more options and more options for men, largely right now on the male side, it's the male condom and vasectomies. Um, And there should be way more options. Needs to be researched more and, you know, have more conversations about. Like, it's something that my partner and I talked about a lot when I was going through trying to figure out which which birth control to use. And, like, there was a time where I was so frustrated. I was really trying to convince him to get a vasectomy. And he's like, well, we're planning on having kids. And I'm like, it's reversible, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, you know, trying to grab at anything. And obviously, you know, uh, you're going yeah, to end up going that route. But... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I always tell my boyfriend that the moment that a male birth control comes out, he's going on it, and that's that. There's sure. <laughs> not going to be a conversation. It's going to be, this is for you now.
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it's your turn. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll make that joke. Like, he, um, we both have alarms on our phone for when I'm supposed to take the pill, because I'm just like, I forget. Like, my alarm will go off, and I'll be like, oh, I'm in the middle of something. I'll get it in a minute, and then I just forget so we started he has an alarm on his phone so it'd be like babe did you take it
1: I love that yeah it's
2: so helpful and so every once in a while I'll be like the alarm will go off and I'm like oh babe it's your turn your turn to take the birth control tonight <laughs> 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 he's like okay I'll go get it <laughs> he's gonna <take> court.
1: <laughs> I love that I love oh, that that's
0: amazing Oh, uh, especially since like we, if you're going on birth control to prevent pregnancy it's like
2: it's a two-way street oh, here for man sure yeah two-way street definitely
0: we're all excited for it to come out
2: me too <laughs> yeah we'll have a party when it does
0: <laughs> raya should definitely have a party
2: oh my gosh i'm yeah thinking of it now
0: <laughs> <laughs> well amazing that's all my questions for you and the questions from our listeners sam do you have any questions
1: no, I guess the last question I have is where can our listeners find Rhea? Plug yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah, great. Awesome. Um. So we are largely on Instagram. So it's at Rhea Health, R-E-Y-A Health. Um, and then our website as well is www.rayahealth.ca.com um we're on instagram interacting with users on a daily basis so if anybody has any questions they can um, yeah come in our dms ask us any questions there as well as reach out to us through our website there's contact information there if you're interested in trying our matching service we can help you find the right option for you and support you all through that process
0: Awesome. Thanks again for empowering and educating us and our listeners. We're so happy you're able to chat with us today. Oh, you guys are too kind.
2: No problem. It's absolutely my pleasure.